All right, so despite being connected to a monstrously gigantic battery, my Mevo ran out um, partway through the broadcast. So uh, quick little flip, and here we are back with an alternative uh, source um, off the iPhone Direct. Uh, should be easier, please, hopefully. Um, let me just adjust the picture here. Uh -huh. No, I don't want weird emojis. All good. Okay, so... Um, as I was saying, uh, just to restart real quick, uh, I am coming to you live from San Francisco. I'm out here for the RSA USA conference. Um, we kicked off with a pre-day yesterday, um, myself and Andrew Hay from Leo Security. We hosted a full-day seminar focused on ransomware and destructive attacks. We had a great lineup of speakers from the Associate uh, District Attorney General um, all the way to a special guest appearance uh, by Malware Tech Blog, who actually was the one who sunk hole the uh, WannaCry domain um, and ran into some legal trouble um, for it. Um, but uh, it was a great day, lots of great talks. I'm going to wrap that up in a separate video that I'll post here on social. Um, what I want to dive into this morning... Um, is actually what's happening with Telegram in uh, Russia. So Telegram is a secure end-to-end -end encrypted messaging service. Um, I'm not sure where it ranks with the um, current options for end-to-end -end encrypted uh, services. Uh, the EFF is about to, if they haven't already updated their scorecard for encrypted services, um, so you can get an idea of what the vulnerabilities and the challenges are um, within that organization um, or within that um, choice, um, within that ecosystem. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, um, they have gotten, Telegram has gotten in trouble with the Russian government, and the Russian government has banned that service within that country. Um, now, that's a whole different um, discussion as far as whether that's, uh, you know, the ups and downs of banning specific services in countries um, and things like that. That's not what I'm going to dive into today. What I wanted to talk about real quick was actually one of the methods when this escalated. So we had the Russian government saying Telegram should not be available to our users within the country. Telegram uh, were asking. Sorry, we had the Russian government asking for access to um, conversations happening on Telegram. Telegram said no. Russian government said, okay, you're not going to be available to uh, provide service to our citizens. Um, and then they banned uh, the service as it was configured. Telegram made some adjustments to the technical delivery of their service. Um, and they mainly, what they did was they started a route um, conversations through AWS and through uh, the Google Cloud platform. Right? So they went to a cloud provider and they set up a bunch of systems and they started routing traffic through there. Interestingly enough, um, the uh, Russian uh, government has taken the um, step to then ban uh, millions of IP addresses associated with AWS and associated with GCP. Now, um, AWS has a GitHub repo um, and an API call where you can actually get the latest um, set of IP addresses they're using for all their services. Um, same with Google, and obviously you can't have um, a cloud service without having a number of things on those IPs. Um, so it's um, dynamic IP assignment, um, those IPs are recycled quite quickly. Um, and why I wanted to talk about this wasn't so much the nation state angle, wasn't the banning of encrypted services angle, um, but but it was the um, defensive mechanism of actually trying to ban a service based on the IP it's coming in. In this day and age, that is a very crude tool to use, but unfortunately it's only, or the only one that a lot of folks have available to them. Um, what uh, ends up happening now, is, as we're seeing from the fallout reported in the tech news right now, is a whole bunch of collateral damage has happened in the Russian ban. So we're seeing the fact that there is um, uh, other services that were running in AWS and in GCP that are no longer available in the country because they've been banned by uh, being a part of these IP blocks. Um, and that's really where this sort of the crude analogy comes in. It's not a scalpel. It's very much a blunt, you know, sledgehammer instead. Um, in this day and age, we need to move our security up the stack. So you need to be doing, if you're trying to prevent your organization from reaching this particular service, or you're trying to defend yourself against the DDoS attack, or you're like, no matter what you're trying to defend yourself against, if it includes banning access uh, from 
from external entities into your network. Um, IP address is probably not going to cut it anymore. We know um, that some IP addresses have uh, more um, tend towards a more negative association. Um, however, uh, they do get reused and they do get recycled. So if you ban an IP address, there's uh, you're potentially cutting off your users from a chunk of the net that is not the intended consequence. Um, you need to move up the stack to a domain name. So the domain name is what we're used to typing into our browsers. You know something like GitHub.com as opposed to 1.2.3.4 um, because 1.2.3.4 points to GitHub today just an example um, it's not actually the IP address it could point to mybadservice.com tomorrow and then back to somebody else's good service.com uh, the day after that um, it's no longer accurate enough we need to move up the stack and that's sort of a continuing theme in security I'm sure I'll be talking about it the rest of the week um, is that you, you know we need to be more accurate uh, we need to be more data driven and we need to be more um, flexible uh, we can't just do these crude things of just cutting off um, you know essentially cutting off a limb um, gonna be interesting to see how this falls out um, especially uh, given that that uh, cutting off legitimate services could frustrate a lot of users and have that pushback against that ban in Russia. But in general, you need to make sure that you can't uh, just block by IP, but that you can move up the stack and be more accurate and be blocking by domain um, or better yet by sessions. Um, harder to do, um, but not impossible to do. We've had the technology for years. It's just a question of deploying it and making it effective. Um, you can always hit me up online, Mark NCA. Of course, I don't have the graphic overlay, even though I'm trying to point to it. Um, talk to me in the comments below. I'm going to be at RSA all week. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting conference. It really starts off today with some of the keynotes and the sessions and the expo halls open and all that. Um, I will have a summary video up soon about uh, the ransomware uh, summit yesterday because it was fantastic and there's some slide decks available for those of you that didn't attend. Um, hope you're having a great day. I believe it's Tuesday. I always get thrown off when I'm in different time zones. Um, I hope to talk to you soon and we'll see you tomorrow.